Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Christopher Boozy. We're going to talk about the election. We're going to talk about all his tweets and predictions. Lots of stuff to get into, but before we do. The Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup, and don't forget you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Christopher Boozy. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, Kim, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you about the uh, midterms and everything else. Really? We're going to talk about the midterms? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, well, before we even start talking about this, I just want to quickly say that you know I have been like hanging on your every word. You and Simon Rosenberg have been keeping me sane. So I've been optimistic and then and it was all based on data. And then so Tuesday night I was on Mary Trump's show, right? And before I went on her show, which started at nine, I turned on MSNBC and started watching Steve Kornacki. I saw that Rubio won, and I saw the DeSantis one, which wasn't entirely surprising, but it just fucking hurt. And then as I was watching the returns come in, I was getting worried, even though I understood that the red wave thing was bullshit. And then I got a stomach ache, <laughs> and then I completely broke down. And yesterday, I woke up feeling a little bit better. Uh, my boyfriend was just like you need to go look at Twitter because it's not as bad as you were thinking it was going to be last night. So now I just want you to talk us through this. Now you have been <laughs> the voice of reason and you've been you've been pretty consistent. So let's just start with you predicted the D's would hold the Senate and you weren't sure about the House and it's close. So where are you right now? Right. So I so let's go with the the Senate. I did predict that the um, the Dems, you know, the Democrats. Uh, they would pick up two seats. Yes. Um, and and they, they, they at the end of everything, you know, when the, all the votes are in Arizona, Nevada, and you have the runoff in Georgia, mm-hmm. they will pick up one seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have the Democrats winning Ohio, and I know there's going to be some folks out there like, why would you have <laughs> Ohio? Um, so I, 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 you know. I developed this model, and it did have Ohio leaning red. Mm-hmm. But I put it in the Democrats' column because there was a significant increase in women who registered to vote in Ohio, mm-hmm. and you know they have the um, the abortion restrictions and things of that nature. Yeah. And you know, to quite frank, uh, to be quite frank, uh, JD Vance, he, he wasn't the the, the greatest candidate <laughs> no. as well. And 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 you know, so you know, my my methodology and, and the way I do things, you know, it's obviously data driven. You know, I'm looking at a lot of different signals, whether it's um, you know sentiment analysis. You know, I'm looking at registration data. I'm looking at stuff that's happened on, on social media, um, you know, in, in terms of, like, what they're seeing about the, the candidates. I mean, a, a lot of different things. And 
you know, I, I gave them Ohio. Um, I was wrong on that one and, and pretty much right about everything else. So that was the one, that was the one state that I uh, got wrong. Um, but they will hold the Senate and they will gain a seat. I'm, I'm confident about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, and, and just one other thing, and I think you know folks need to to, to know this, and 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 I saw uh, Joy Reid talk about this, and some other folks on MSNBC. Um, wait until all the votes are counted, mm-hmm. because sometimes someone, you know, it, it, you, you get this impression like, oh my goodness, this person is in the lead, and then it just takes you know the right number of votes from the right county mm-hmm. to put your favorite candidate in the lead, and that's what happened with Biden in uh 2020 yeah um you know well not 20 well the 2020 election 2019 right. whatever um so that's what happened with uh biden in in his election um you know he was behind in pennsylvania uh-huh. but the outstanding votes we knew were going to put him over the top mm-hmm. and when those votes started coming in he took the lead and he ended up winning pennsylvania mm-hmm. um so, and that's what's happening here right now uh, in Nevada. You know, Cortez, she's behind, but she, when all the votes are in, she's going to win. Okay. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. okay, but what about the House? Okay, so the House is, is, is <laughs> oh gosh. All right, so I had said, I had, I had predicted that the Democrats will hold the House. And I was mocked, you know, about mm-hmm. that. I was I also mocked about the Senate as well. But um, so I, I, I said that the Democrats, you know, will have a slim, yeah. slim, slim majority between, yeah. you know, two to, I think, six uh, seats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was also data-driven. Um, I knew Florida was going to be a disaster mm-hmm. uh, for Democrats. And I remember someone had asked me, so what's your opinion on Florida? I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch Florida. <laughs> um, just with the redistricting, the way yeah. people vote in Florida, um, Democrats have to stop in Florida. Florida's a red state. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a purple state. It's a red right. state. Yeah. Um, so I knew Florida was going to, you know, disappoint Democrats. What I was surprised about was New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did, think that Democrats would do better. I knew that there were some things, you know, with the way that the maps were drawn because, you know, the, the craziness that happened with Democrats. Um, but I thought Democrats were still strong enough for New York to pull out a few more seats. So when they did, when they underperformed, that obviously messed up, you know, my models. It, it, it messed up my forecast. It, it pretty much messed up everything. Yeah. Um, if that did not happen, uh, Democrats would be in much better shape right now, and they would be pretty much, you know, controlling the House as it is now. Mm-hmm. And we would just be trying to find out, like, how many seats, uh, you know, they, they would gain or whatever. But right. that, that didn't happen, right? So now we are looking to California. We're looking to places where, you know, they wasn't supposed to flip seats, and they were actually flipping seats. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have Lauren Bulbert's uh, at the time. That's how you pronounce the name. Yeah. Uh, um, seat, and that's unexpected. And it looks like she will lose, but it's going to be a nail biter. Um, and then there's some seats in California as well that that may flip blue. So, mm-hmm. you know, I told people today. <laughs> Now, I've, for, now it's been longer, but at that time it was like 24 hours looking at the data. 
you know, looking at historical data as well, looking at the number of outstanding ballots, you know, trying to get an idea of where this is going. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I predicted that Democrats will still hold it with 220. Um, I mean, look, it may just be 219. It yeah. just, you know, it, it, we don't know yet, obviously. But I just, I, I, you know, I disagree with some of the quote-unquote experts who do this, who, who, who are basically saying, like, look, you know, the Republicans, they got this, and it's, yeah. it's over. The, you know, it, it's, it's not. Right. Now, it, yes, it could, it could happen that the Republicans win. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the odds right now to some folks looks like it favors the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning, I was one of those people. I said, look, the odds favor the Republicans. Uh, but then some new batches of votes came in. And then what's left in the tank in some uh, states, it looks like, you know, Democrats may, you know, flip a couple seats and, you know, it looks good for Democrats. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Let me just say one more thing, Kim. One more thing, I, and I just wanted to for your for your list for your listeners. Okay. okay. Remember, Democrats historically were not to, were right. not supposed to do well at all. Yeah. Right. They weren't. You know, they weren't supposed to lose the House, possibly lose the Senate. Um, if the Democrats, unfortunately you know, don't pull it out and, you know, they lose. They're not going to lose by a lot. They're going to lose by yeah. a few seats. Um, so it's going to make it hard for Kevin McCarthy or who, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, ends up, you know, being speaker to actually govern. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I tell people all the time behind the scenes and on Twitter, take a deep breath, relax. You know, they're not going to have like some super majority or anything. Right. Like, it's going to be slim. No matter which way it goes, it's, it's going to be, be slim. slim. Yeah. And I mean, so now, uh, it, you know, it's very upsetting. It's not, I, I'm, I'm grateful that we are where we are because there were some really impressive things that happened in this election. We got a lot of really cool Democratic governors in there. Unfortunately, you know, the red states did not surprise us, except I'm so grateful um, for Josh Shapiro. I'm so grateful that Mastriano lost. I'm also grateful that fucking Bo Hines lost. And Bo Hines wanted to create those rape panels where if you're raped and you become pregnant, you have to go beg. And I'm sure it's like a panel of white Republican men for an abortion. So that guy is out. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of scary just because every, you know, when I was on Mary Trump's show, what everybody started saying at the outset was it used to be election night was kind of fun. If your side lost, you were disappointed, but you weren't afraid that you were going to lose democracy. And that's what every election is about for us at this point. And um, I know that we have to change that around. And I'm just wondering, what do you think? I I mean, this is my thinking, and you can tell me if you agree. The hopeful side of, of what happened on Tuesday is by 2024... We're going to have more younger voters because I think this I don't think this election is is an anomaly with young people. And I said this in, a, in my patrons only show because like, OK, for instance, let's say the youth vote showed up because they wanted to legalize marijuana nationally. Right. That was their big thing. Mm-hmm. And this is a you know hypothetical, but that's why they all showed up. And if it didn't pass and they're like, fuck, man, I didn't get my way. Fuck voting. 
but this is different. This is about abortion. This is about, I think abortion was the biggest, that was the number one issue for people between 18 and 23 or 24. And, and then you add to that, extremely important, and I think this only boosts the other two, which are guns and student loans, and then of course throw in climate also. But I think the abortion issue is something that hits so close to home that these young people are not going to throw up their hands and go, well, I voted in 2022. I think they're going to show up for us right. again. I mean, do you agree with me? Um, yeah. So, yes, I, I, I do think young folks are going to continue to vote. I do believe that. But I, I'm going to say something that will annoy some of your, some of your <laughs> listeners. It probably will annoy you, too. It will. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you why I feel this way. You know, we, okay. we've, for the last few cycles now, have put a lot on young folks. Yeah, we have. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you know, it's not fair. It, it's really not. If you think about when we were 20-something years old, we were not thinking about saving no. democracy and all the stuff. We were thinking about having fun with our friends, going mm-hmm. out, drinking, and girls or, you know, boys, whatever you're into. <laughs> that's what we were, that's yeah. what we were thinking about in our 20s. Yeah. And we're putting so much on, you know, this young generation, stuff, excuse my language, that we fucked up. Mm-hmm. That, I agree. You know, we we you know our generation put Trump in office. Not mm-hmm. not these not these kids. You know, right. our generation created these radicalized idiots who were part of January six and, mm-hmm. and doing all this other crazy stuff. Not not these kids. And now we're looking to these kids to to to, to, to save our screw ups. <laughs> um, so you know, I, it, I think it's great that. You know, these young folks are part of the process and they should learn the process. But I think us, you know, our generation, you know, we have to fix the mess that we created. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at those exit polls and you look at the data and I'm still disappointed in, you know, the way some folks are still voting. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's still folks that are out there voting for these crazy people. I know. Um, And, you know, you you look at Walker, Walker shouldn't have gotten nowhere near as close Mm -hmm. as he did. Uh, You know, so we still got folks out there that just... Yeah, they're just voting. Uh, yeah, I, you know know, I want to be politically correct here. So let's, yeah. That doesn't make me angry. In fact, I've echoed your sentiment in that when I was young, I wasn't paying attention. But I will say that, and, and you're right that, um, and, and I don't necessarily, I mean, yes, there has been pressure put on them. My take on this is not so much pressure. My take on this is I hope that they continue to stay engaged because so much is on the line. Right. And when I was 22, 23 years old, I was, I mean, I, if I had gotten pregnant and I wanted to have an abortion, I knew it was available to me. I, I wasn't concerned right. about these things. Democracy was not on the ballot. So I didn't, I just wasn't paying attention, but I know myself. I know that if abortion were taken away when I was that age, all of a sudden I would have become political and I would have been interested. And I mean, I'm sure I would, and I know I would have been interested about democracy because I lived in Russia, in Soviet Russia. Now, I kind of wish that I never have. Now, I wish that didn't happen because (laughs) it's too scary for me. Most Americans have not had that experience to live in a Soviet fucking communist country. And it's terrible. I mean, I don't think we're going to become Soviet Russia, but I know that a fascist country is literally like living in jail. And throw in, you know, the the Russian backdrop, it makes it even worse because it's just Russia. But 
it's it, it would be a very uncomfortable situation for so many people. We would be losing our social security and all of that. So you're right. Our generation, Gen Xers, are a huge reason why we have what we have. But on the other hand, I also think that that's going to, like, for instance, my mother's generation got them, uh, uh, Vietnam got them interested in politics. And I think this younger generation, it's abortion that's getting them interested in politics. And I'm just hoping that they, I think, aside from the hope, I'm more about, I think that they recognize the threat that they're facing. And aside from whose fault it is, this is just where we are. I'm not trying to say that, you know, we're blameless or anything like that, but it's like, we are where we are. This is our reality right now. And I think that they see it. And I don't think this is just going to be like a one-time thing because we did hear people say, I voted in 2020 as if like that once, that one vote was all, all you were expected right. to do. Your civic duty is to vote all the time. And unfortunately, I think it's clear that it takes a very destructive government to wake people up because we get really comfortable and while we're busy focusing on our friends and family and work and dating and all that stuff we're not paying attention i wasn't paying attention and you know i i think that this is changing things around so i agree with you but i also look at it from a different angle right and and and, and you, you've made valid points it's just some folks on twitter you know and other places as well mm-hmm where I see them, they're just like, oh, young folks, they just don't understand. And, you know, and, and I'm just like, cut them some slack. Yeah. Think about when you were in your 20s yeah. and think about what you were thinking about. Yeah. Uh, then they're thinking about the same thing. But, right. I, but I also do understand, and, and I do agree, that you want them engaged. You mm-hmm. want them to be part of the process. You know, but, you know, something that you said, um, 2016, a lot of folks were, were, they were not paying attention, you know, across the board. Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, you know, there's no way in the world (laughs) this guy is going to win. Yeah. I'm just going to go about my business. And when we woke up the next morning and it, you know, it hit us that this man was going to be the next president of the uh, next president of the United States, a lot of us woke up. Yeah. and have not been asleep since. Right. Um, and you see that with every election. Yeah. That even though in your mind you know we got this, everyone is still panicking. Yeah. Everyone has been panicking since 2016. Yes. Even, even in 2020, we're like, okay, you know, everything is looking good. And we didn't stop panicking until <laughs> after the votes and everything was certified. <laughs> and we were still panicking because we are just like, well, what is what's going to happen? Um, so that's why I, I tell folks to just calm down a bit. Mm-hmm. Let, let all the votes get counted. The Democrats are not going to lose the Senate. I promise you that. They're not going to lose the Senate. I, I'm not going to promise that they're going to pull out, you know, you know, win the house. You right. know, I'm not going to promise that it looks better than what the media is telling you. Yeah. Um, the math, you know, looking at, you know, the votes and, and, you know, depending on which district, which state, um, it looks better for Democrats than it did, you know, on election yes. on, on election night or even yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like I said, they got it in the back. I won't go as far as to say that, but I can tell you Democrats have the Senate in the back. The, Republicans are not going to get control of the Senate. So anyone that's listening and they, you know, they're nervous, they're looking at Nevada, they're looking at uh, Georgia, the runoff, 
And they're also looking at, um, I said Nevada, um, they're looking at, um, oh gosh. Bobert? So Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Uh, and they're looking <laughs> at Arizona, and they're just like, oh, that's you know, could, 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 could Kelly lose by some, you know, some no. Okay. Ke- Kelly's fine. Cortez, she's going to catch up. You know, favorable votes are going to be coming in for her soon, and Warnock is going to win. So, really quickly, so let me just because folks ask me um, over and over, like, how do you know Warnock is going to win? Now, I correctly predicted the Warnock win and the Ossoff win in the last runoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you know, part of this, I, you know, and I stated this earlier, is your gut. You know, yeah. um, educated assumptions. Um, you know, he did really well, meaning uh, Walker, because he did have Kemp. Yeah. Um, you know, to to to, you know, give him that boost. He was riding his his coattails. Yeah. Uh, Kemp is not going to be on the ballot in in on December uh, six. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be on the ballot. Um, and then you know, there were a lot of folks. They were like, well, what about that libertarian vote? You know, libertarians normally vote for uh, you know Republicans, things like that. Those are actually, we know now, those are actually protest votes. They didn't yes. want to vote for him, yeah. uh, so they either didn't vote or they voted Libertarian. Um, so if the Democrats are able to pull out uh, Nevada, um, you know, pull out Arizona and you know, lock all those, 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 those two states in, th- that's it. You know, yeah. you, you're not going to get... Republicans to come out in mass to vote right. for Walker. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna think, all right, they already have the Senate. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm telling folks, you know, just, just, just calm down. Um, and one last thing, and this is the other part I think people are really missing. You know, some governorships were flipped. Yeah. You know, some state houses were mm-hmm. flipped. Democrats did exceptionally well, yes. except in some places. New York, I'm talking to you, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't I know what happened here. God. <laughs> oh, Eve. All right, well, you know what? We have to take a quick break, and we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. Real quick, if you're not already a patron of the show, please check out patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see all the different tier options. I would really appreciate it if you check them out and become my patron. You'll have my undying gratitude. Thanks so much. Okay, we're back. Um, all right, so I'm going to skip to something else now. Um, we can always go back sure, to sure. this uh, later if, if you have more things to say. But okay, so I don't know if you saw the New York Post today, but they had Trumpy Dumpty. Did you see that? No, I did not. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad because the the, the fucking Rupert Murdoch newspaper is turning on Trump. And Paul Ryan said today he, I think, asked the Republicans not to nominate him. Now, I have been saying all along, there is going to be an opportunity for the Republican Party to ditch Donald Trump. And I know that they're tied to him because of this base. But he is literally a proven loser to them. It's it's it, he lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He's he, this year. It was really horrible for him because the candidates that he backed lost. These election deniers. I mean, yes, we got some of them in because the base is out there. But the base, his base, is not the entire party. Some people w- would hold their nose for him, but but they're not all riled up and and those you know rabid 
MAGA supporters. So what I'm seeing happening, and I, you know, I'm looking at this, and I think another, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe this is a real New York Post cover, but it was like praising um, DeSantis, basically calling him the new star. Now we've got this Trumpy Dumpty thing where he's he didn't build the wall. They accused him of, hey, you said you were going to build a wall, and that wall never got built. So I always said that if 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 the Republicans are going to turn on Trump, they're going to start with Fox News. They're going to start with things like this, where Tucker's going, you know, is he going to ruin our chances for 2024? Just putting those seeds of doubt in. And, and what I think is going to happen is Trump isn't going to be able to handle it. He, he's just not going to be able to handle it. And whether it's DeSantis or whoever they get for their nominee, Unless Trump has some kind of advantage of, you know, with, with that other person being the nominee, I think he's going to go after them. And I think it's going to really hurt them for 2024. Oh, wait, it's going to hurt them way before that. So, so a couple <laughs> things, a few things, a few things. You're absolutely right. I didn't see the post, but I did see some Fox News clips. They're, they're already turning on him. Yes. Um, so let's just go back really quickly to the midterms because it, 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 it does relate to this. Mm-hmm. You know, with all those junk polls and in, in, you know, we've talked about this on Twitter and some folks like uh, Simon um, talked about it on uh, MSNBC, mm-hmm. there were a flood of junk polls. Yes. The purpose of those polls, look, we, these campaigns, you know, these PACs, uh, the parties, mm-hmm. they spend millions mm-hmm. on research on polling they saw everything that i saw and mm-hmm. a few others saw as well mm-hmm. and they knew they were not headed for a, a red wave they knew that and they had to invent a red wave <laughs> they know that donald trump is poison mm-hmm. for them they know that um i mean you can clearly see that with the results after 2016 Every cycle, they're getting their clocks clean. Yes, the Democrats did lose some seats in 2020. They did. Mm-hmm. But they still ended, still ended up with the Senate. They still ended up with the House. Mm-hmm. They ended up with the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and come on, let's, let's, let's all be honest here. You know, we have inflation. You know, when you go to the supermarket, mm-hmm. things are a bit more expensive. Biden's approval numbers are, are not the greatest. Yes, the Republicans should have done much better. Let's yeah. just be honest. They should have. Yes. They did not. You know, <laughs> don't not let anybody gaslight you. The Republicans did terribly, yeah. terrible, <laughs> terrible. They did terrible. Do not let anyone tell you differently. Um, and, 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 and I'm sorry for, for, for rambling. No, uh, I love it. Like I said, I didn't get much sleep <laughs> and, and I've been hyped up on, on caffeine since, <laughs> since Tuesday. So I want you, you know, I want your listeners to know I'm not usually like this, um, but I am exhausted, Aww. um, trying to get these numbers out for everyone and trying to be, you know, accurate with forecast, but yeah, so Going back to what you you were you know your 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 question, um, so what's going to happen is he is going to end up turning on certain individuals, mm-hmm. and there is going to be a civil war within the Republican Party mm-hmm. because you have the Trump cult that are not going to abandon him no matter what, right? And then you have the the, the you know the quote unquote moderates within the party who you know realize like okay this guy is bad for us and we have yeah. to get rid of him. Um, 
that's going to be terrible for them in mm-hmm. 2024 because Trump is going to have his quote-unquote cult members mm-hmm. not vote. Yeah. And that will be the difference between Senate seats, mm-hmm. House seats, governorships. You know, he is going to sabotage. That's the type of, uh, of man he is. Yes. Um, it's too late to it's too late to dump Trump. You know they should have they should have done that in 2016. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm serious. They they gave him way too much power. Yep. And now he controls a significant portion of their voters. Yeah. He's um, he's Trumpenstein. So that's going to be yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying he's Trumpenstein. You know, the monster turns against the <laughs> people who created him. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, that's going to happen. Know, so- Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that was. I, I think that he is absolutely his ego. It's so. It, let me let me go back. His tremendous ego is not going to allow mm-hmm. him to watch them find a new star and and throw him away. He can't deal with that. He cannot. No. So I just think that he's going to pitch a fit, and you know, I mean, ultimately, I don't know if he's going to run because running could mean that he doesn't get funding from the GOP to cover his lawsuits or whatever the fuck they pay for. Um, I just, I, and he's already been a loser so many times. And it's like you said, they know he's poisoned. They don't want him to be the nominee. He can't win a general election at this point because of what happened in 2020. He just can't. I could see it would be easier for somebody like Ron DeSantis, who in my opinion is not ready for the national stage. He's not good. And he's, he's good at manipul- manipulating the media and he's good at being a dictator in Florida, but I don't think on the national stage he's got the Zaza Zoo that's needed. And, and then you throw into that because I do think Republicans would just march in lockstep. Okay, he's the guy we'll vote for him if Trump wasn't part of the picture. But because Trump is part of the picture, I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to go after DeSantis. He's just going to see DeSantis as a threat. And he's he sees the presidency as a way out of trouble. Even if he chooses not to run, he likes being what everybody calls him is basically the leader of the Republican Party. He doesn't want to lose that title. And if he loses that, he's got no fucking support and he's only facing lawsuits and investigations and and indictments. That's how I... And then on top of everything else, which this moves us into the Garland thing, um, you know, I mean, of course, everybody on Twitter right now, not everybody, but there's a lot of people who are like, nothing's ever going to happen. And... I mean, I think indictments are inevitable and we're not even factoring indictments into this whole scenario of 2024. I think, I think personally, it's better that Trump was not indicted before the midterm elections. I think it's better that we wait and I think it's going to hurt him even more as, and, and if we choose to not, if Garland chooses not to do anything before January then we start off the year, and I bet you we start seeing indictments coming for Donald and for Donald's orbit. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, he's going to get indicted, and that's the reason why he wants to run, because he wants to say that, well, they're indicting me because I'm running for president. president. Right. They don't want me to win again. Right. Um, and that's why he wants to announce as soon as possible. Um, there, and, and I completely agree with you and i tweeted this out that garland should not indict him uh before the midterms now the midterms is over yeah if they want to indict him tomorrow they can indict him tomorrow yeah Um, but allison allison gill wait wait allison gill had mentioned Mm -hmm. 
that um, because of the Georgia that they may not, because we're not, we're still in election season because of the runoff. Right, right. And, 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 you know, that's, that is, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a reasonable argument there that yeah. they, they can't because they could say that that would have, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna indict him. He has no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump didn't, you know, he didn't get he didn't leave him any choice right. in that matter. Um, but here, here's the thing, um, you know, I've I've thought about this long and hard in terms of 2024. Um, you know, what you said about DeSantis is spot on. Uh, you know, I've I've had these conversations personally, and I can tell you, DeSantis is not a national figure yeah. as much as they try to portray him as one he's mm-hmm. not the same way christie tried it right he was great in you know i shouldn't say he was great in new jersey but for for republicans you know he was the star yeah. and when he tried to do it nationally he, he flopped yeah um giuliani you know he was amazing in new york when right. he tried to do it nationally he flopped <laughs> um DeSantis is one, one of those 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 characters yeah you, you're not going to get you know, he's just—he's just not the guy. Let me just put it that way. He's just not. Um, so th- that being said, um, yeah, once people start to take him as maybe the rising star within the party, Trump will go after him. Trump will, yep. you know, try to you know sabotage whatever, and his base, meaning Trump's base, will go after him. Now. There, there is some overlap there. There is some overlap. So there's some Trump supporters who also love DeSantis, and they're, they're going to have to decide. Mm-hmm. But the Republican Party are in trouble. And, you know, when you, when you look at the U.K. and see what's happening there, and if they were to have a uh, general election, which they're, which they're not, you know, the folks that are in power now would get wiped out mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. And that is the Republican Party, that they are, you know, of course, in some states, yes, they're doing, they're, you know, they, they control yeah. uh, governorships and state houses and things like that. There's no doubt. But on the national stage, they they are getting decimated. You know, if you keep looking at the popular vote for every election, mm-hmm. Democrats are killing the popular vote. It's just, it's just we have the stupid electoral college mm-hmm. that continues to put them into office. You know, if we if we just went by the popular vote, I, I can't remember the last time. Yeah. I think, I mean, what, gosh, I don't I Reagan, probably it. Reagan. Yeah, I was just going to say it would, it would just be it would be Reagan. Yeah. Um. So think about think about all the elections after that. Yeah. Um. So this is definitely, when you think about it, a democratic country. You know, we mm-hmm. we're not as red as folks try to portray us to be. It's just we have this 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 electoral college that keep putting Republicans in office. Yeah. So that being said, and I, I got a question for you. Okay. Let's just say in in the perfect world, Donald Trump gets indicted. <laughs> he he has to. I, I don't think he's going to go to prison. I don't. I, I, he's not going to prison. But let's say he has home confinement. He has to stay in Mar-a-Lago somewhere, right? So he's in Mar-a-Lago. DeSantis, he, you know, he burns out. Who would they run nationally? You know, and I and I and I've really honestly been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. So if it's not DeSantis, it's not Trump. Who could they run that can really get their base fired up? Well, right now, this is what I'm thinking because I've thought the same thing. 
um, I always fear that the Republicans are going to put forth a woman and that they're going to get a woman president before the Democrats, which would fucking piss me off. But I can't see that happening because they're so misogynistic. I mean, they will mark, you know, I mean, if they get the right woman and she sings their song, I know they'll show up for her. Um, but, but, but I think if the Republican Party were smart, which we know they're not, at least with strategy, they're really good, like you said, at research, they're really good at manipulation and all of the nefarious things. What they should have done in the first, like 2016, it would have been so much better if instead of Donald Trump, they put somebody like Glenn Youngkin because he's a nice looking man. He knows how, I, I don't know that he has national, national Zaza Zoo, but the idea about this kindly looking handsome man in sweater vests, not putting, not saying the quiet parts out loud. And we know that Youngkin didn't say the quiet, he was being interviewed by uh, fucking, what's her name? Um, she's on Current, uh, something Current. And she always goes around and she interviews people basically pretending she's a MAGA reporter and gets them to admit shit. Lauren Windsor, under Current, I think. And and so she interviewed Glenn Youngkin about abortion. And he said, you know, oh, that... I'll I'll go on the extreme ban thing when I'm elected, but I'm not going to run on that. I mean, he didn't say that literally, but that's what he told her. I just don't remember the words that he used, but that's what he said. So if they were smart, they would put forth somebody who is very appealing. And, you know, the, the Republicans are so fucking hell bent on let's go back to the 1950s. So if they, you know, and Glenn Youngkin fulfills that. He's Mr. 1950s. He's a nice looking, soft spoken white man with his little sweater vests. And it's kind of the opposite idea of Bill Clinton. You know, you had you had this Democrat who was a good old boy with the accent. And he made some of these racists feel like, well, you know, OK, he's a good old boy. So I think that I don't know who they could put up right now. And you never know, because in the Republican Party, a star might emerge within these two years, just like Obama kind of came onto the scene and nobody knew him. And then everybody fucking loved him. There might be one of those kind of Trump did the same thing for his party. So I don't know if they have anybody right now, but I think that um, if they're smart, I don't know that Yunkin would be the guy, but someone like him, somebody who you know, has a lot of a lot of confidence, who's really good on the national stage and who doesn't say the quiet because what's getting them in trouble is they're telling the truth about what they want to do. You know, they're saying that they want to take abortion right. away. They want to fucking end uh, contraception. They want to kill same sex. They're just they're getting rid of the books in schools. They're lying about it. So all of the choices that they're making right now in order to stir up the base that is already in their fucking pocket has worked against them. I hope they don't get smart and realize that if they put, uh, you know, a nice looking, pleasant person, because we're just a dumb bunch of people. Oh, he's nice. I'll have a beer with him. You know, (laughs) that's what I think. So there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just say this. No, no. In in terms of what you say, and that's true. Um, If they were to put up a woman, um, she may do well, um, but I, I can't think of anyone that they could put up. No, Nikki Haley to, doesn't to have it. Frank with you, yeah, no, and I, that's probably the only person yeah. that they could try, and that's just not going to work. No. Um, 
And then the other issue is what you just stated, and that's not going to go away anytime soon, saying the uh, quiet part out loud. Right. And you can thank Trump for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, used to, they used to try to mask that stuff mm-hmm. and, 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 and not say the quiet part out loud. And now they're, you know, these, these folks think, well, if I can kind of be like Trump and, mm-hmm. and, and, and say these things without going too extreme – I can, you know, kind of pull his people in, or mm-hmm. I can, you know, be edgy. What works for Trump doesn't work for everybody else, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. I guess maybe DeSantis it kind of did, but besides DeSantis, you know, these these Trump clones just they, they keep failing. Yeah. And we, we look. Let's look at what happened with the midterms. You know, everyone that he backed mm-hmm. flamed out. Um, so that just goes to show you that being Trump only basically works for Trump and it, yeah. it doesn't really work for him um, as well. I mean, he's former president Trump, yeah. you know, one term president Trump. So, you know, I agree with you that if they put someone up there, that's actually quote unquote normal and, and don't say these crazy things, uh, they may do well, but you know, they don't have that right now. They no. really don't. Um, and then, and then the other thing that you said about, you know, voting for people, that you want to have a beer with it's always been that way and yeah. it's going to always be that way and, and and in my opinion that is part of politics that's the reason why Fetterman won that's mm-hmm. the, you know, so let's go back to the midterms really quickly because this is the thing that was really starting to piss me off is when folks were starting to, you know they were saying things that were just so ridiculously you know you know just just so bad and just you know, fantasy land stuff mm-hmm. when they were just like, you know, Federer, Federman could lose, you know, on Tuesday, or it, it, it looks like he's on his way to lose thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you cannot, you cannot say that you're a legitimate analyst or, you know, you, you know, wh- whatever title you want to go by, pundit <laughs> or whatever, and tell your, you know, your listeners or viewers that, Hey, you know, Federer has a chance of no. He never had a chance of losing. Yeah. He, if you know anything about Pennsylvania, if you know anything about you know the voters there, Fetterman mm-hmm. was the right candidate. Yeah. Contrary to what anyone wants to tell you, he was the perfect candidate to run. Mm-hmm. People want to vote for people that they feel like, hey, this is a person I can have a beer with. This is a person who could relate to me. He may go to Washington and not get anything done, but you know something? I feel like at least he's listening to me. Yeah. No, he's going to try. Yeah. Um, and going after his, his, his stroke was the dumbest thing. You know, if, mm-hmm. I was, if I was, I would never, but let's say <laughs> if I was advising Oz, I would have told him to stay away from that. Yeah. And you know why? Because everyone you know, over a certain age, know someone or yep. had a family member who had a stroke. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've known several people who've had strokes and, you know, and to various degrees in terms of, you know, how they, you know, get back on track, mm-hmm. you know, how they go through that process of not remembering words or, you know, their, yeah. their speech is slurred and things of that nature. To see that man campaign and debate no, he just had a stroke, you know, uh, earlier in the year. What you're doing is highlighting just how strong this man is yeah. and how determined he is. You know, that is just the dumbest damn thing. <laughs> you know, why would you attack somebody for, if you want to call it a disability or a condition, yeah. whatever you want to call it, knowing 
that this man is out there when you're kind of like hiding in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was never any chance of Oz lo- losing. And the pundits in the media were saying that. So it's going back to your, your whole beer thing that, you know, I think Featherman was always going to win yeah. no matter what. You know, there were folks that were like, that debate, that's going to hurt him. I didn't see that that way at all. I saw courage. I yeah. saw someone who was putting himself out there and saying, hey, look, yeah, I had a stroke. And you know what? I'm having some issues, but I'm dealing with it. And I'm yeah. here. And I'm letting you know that I'm going to be here to fight for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to vote for somebody, you know, that, that you want to have a beer with. I just think it's something wrong to vote for people that are terrible people. Right. Um, Well, but yeah, but I mean, it's like, that's what we heard with George Bush. And clearly he was not qualified in my opinion anyway, to be president of the United States. And I I look Mm -hmm. at somebody like Obama and he's not the kind of, I mean, I would absolutely love to have a beer with Obama, but, but that's not, he doesn't have that kind of appeal in that every man appeal because to, you know, Obama obviously had this like special quality about him that not every candidate has. You know, you could argue that Trump has a special quality. I mean, it does not appeal to me, but it does appeal to a lot of people. And, and so Obama's completely different. He's incredibly intelligent. He's an incredible orator. He, I mean, that, that man is just insanely intelligent and so good at what he does. Donald Trump is very good at conning people. And so because, you know, people have given him credit for being smart and it's okay. He's not like the stupidest man in the world because he knows what not to say. He knows what not to say about Vladimir Putin. He knows exactly what to say to his followers to get them all riled up. But he's a con man. That's where his uh, his power is. It's not in his intelligence. And so I think, you know, I mean, I look at somebody, I imagine you saw Josh Shapiro's speech that was like compared to Obama's speech. Mm-hmm. I look at somebody like mm-hmm. him and I feel like on our side anyway, uh, that's somebody who could like get us all excited. I mean, I and everybody, oh, I just have to put everything on pause right now and say, including myself. Most people did not give Joe Biden the credit he deserved when he was running. I think he is a fantastic president. Everybody has underestimated him, and I completely underestimated him. And and so mm-hmm. I look at him now, and I'm like, wow. And he is the kind of guy that you could have a co- you know a beer with or a cup of coffee with. Um, go ahead. <laughs> can I can I just jump in really yes. quickly and just say, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because. I'm going to tell you that a lot of people have been underestimating Biden. Yes. Um, and, you know, if they're not looking at the scoreboard and seeing everything he's accomplished. Yeah. And I do believe Democrats would have did it. They would have done a hell of a lot better if they would have actually embraced Biden mm-hmm. and, and not treat him like a pariah because of stupid junk polls yeah. that were saying he was unpopular. He's not, you know, you know, so, so here's the thing you know, I, I get, you know, folks, they, they talk about, oh, you know, Biden, you know, he's, he doesn't have a lot of energy. Uh, you know, it looks like he's a little, you know, he's forgetting things. Biden is in, how old is Biden? How, how I think old he's is like he 78 or 79, 78 or 79. Yeah. He's yeah, let's let's just round it up for just for for argument's sake and say he's eighty years old. Okay. Okay. I 
I'm in my late forties. <laughs> I forget stuff. I'm nowhere near as fast as I was. I was ten I know. years ago. Me too. And you know, so yeah, you know what? He of course, yeah. he's not as sharp as he was. Of mm-hmm. course, he's he slowed down a lot. Of course, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that that man is not capable mm-hmm. of doing the job because he clearly is capable <laughs> of doing the job. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he's gotten so much with the help of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Yes. He's gotten a lot done. And what I try to tell folks is, like, this, this stuff that gets passed, a lot of it you don't see right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. It takes a few years before it starts to kick into the system. Yeah. And then the next guy usually gets credit for what the previous guy did. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that, also, that also goes with the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going around giving millionaires and corporations tax cuts and everything is looking great, you know, the first couple of years, and then you start to see the negative effects yeah. of, of, of that, that gets passed on to the other guy. And mm-hmm. we're seeing that. Look, I'm not saying Joe Biden didn't make mistakes because, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. All presidents make mistakes. You know, Obama made mistakes. Yeah. And I love Obama, but he did. Yeah. Uh, and Biden has made some mistakes, and he will make mistakes before, you know, his term is over. But I, you know, I, I tell people all the, the time, listen, Biden is a, a an exceptional he is. politician, yes. contrary to what other folks like to say about him. Yeah. And I really do believe Democrats squandered an opportunity to embrace Biden mm-hmm. in, during his midterm. Mm-hmm. You know, they just avoided him because of, quote unquote, junk polls. That's the same mistake that I remember in the 2014 midterms. They were so afraid to embrace Obamacare and Obama, and it hurt them. And, yeah, I mean, it's like we're so afraid to embrace our own fucking party, and it's stupid. I mean, Republicans will embrace you no matter how horrible you are. And Democrats, the voters and, you know, the elected officials that are running sometimes or the the candidates that are running are too afraid to do that. And I think that needs to change. I wish... I don't know. Nobody gives a shit about what I say about it. But that, you know, that's I totally agree with you that that's that should change. And then I just want to go back to the having a beer, though, the having a beer with the candidate. I think on our side, it's a different situation than it is on the Republican side. They look at it that they want to have a they want somebody who doesn't make them feel inadequate. And I think they are intimidated by certain kinds of intelligence, not all of them, not all intelligence. It's it depends on how it's presented. It's again like with with Bill Clinton. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your your Republicans that just hate all the Democrats. But Bill Clinton had this way of winning people over. He did have that kind of good old boy, easygoing personality. He was extremely. Everybody says that if you're in his presence, he just makes you feel like you're the only person in the world. So he had that quality and. But I think on our side, we love people. I mean, we loved Bill Clinton, but we loved Obama. He, you know, who they love on the other side, they call an elitist. They don't like that over there. They like the people like Donald Trump or like, um, you know, George W. Bush, who isn't the brightest bulb, (laughs) but, you know, he was like them. And so that's what I mean when I say that, because I think that, they are looking for somebody who they feel is like them and represents who they are sitting in their house. Right. And 
you know, I mean, my boyfriend is always saying, I don't, I, that's not what I'm looking for. I want somebody a lot smarter than me <laughs> running the country. And I think a lot of Democrats feel that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I agree with your boyfriend a hundred percent that I want somebody smarter than me running mm-hmm. the country. You know, I want my representatives Yes. I want my Senate. I want everyone smarter than me. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, in Congress, there are a lot of folks who are who, who are not. No, um, and that's just let's be honest. Yeah, and that's and that's the other problem is as well. Um, I, I'll say this, and I and I know we're, we're going to have to wrap up in a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, I do I do think that you know the Democrats have a problem not only embracing. Our, our our leaders, whether it's Obama, whether it's Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. who's doing a phenomenal yes. job. And I'm so tired of people attacking yes. Nancy and saying, oh, she's, you know, it's time for new leadership. Right. And listen, she is the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James <laughs> yeah. or whoever you want to call her of the house. Yes. You do not replace your star player we're mediocre folks, right. and right now we don't have another star player yet no. that's on that on on that level. I'm sorry, we don't. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. Look, I, I there there are young folks out there who say, you know, something. You know, we we need different leadership. Listen, Nancy Pelosi has gotten everything she has ever wanted to get past. Past. Yep, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's the Senate that's that's you know taking mm-hmm. her bills. It, you know, what's getting done in the house yeah. is just sitting there because they don't have the votes. Right. You know, you, you, you got folks that that's supposed to be quote unquote Democrats, yeah. you know, you got mansion and you mm-hmm. got cinema and, and, and look, you know, I, I'm not a fan of mansion, you know, but I tell people, you know, he's the right person for the state that he represents, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh West Virginia. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I tell people all the time that he has to sort of kind of be that way. Yeah. You know, we don't like it, but, you know, he does have people to answer to. He has voters to answer to. I, for the heck, I, you know, if you offered me a million dollars, I could not explain to you why cinema acts the way she does, why she does the things that she's doing. And, and I, I, you know, but, you know, I, I said all that to say this. That, you know, I do believe, you know, Democrats are getting better mm-hmm. at this, and they're getting better at, you know, embracing our accomplishments. Um, they're getting better at competing with Republicans on a way, you know, in a way I should say that we have not been competitive before. Um, I do believe, though, that they dropped the ball once again this cycle with not embracing Biden and his accomplishments because there are people that don't know what they did. Yeah. Um, and I and I do believe Democrats need to step back a bit when it comes to attacking Nancy Pelosi. Yes. And understand that she is a phenomenal speaker, mm-hmm. and it's not her fault that the Senate has folks. Mansion and Cinema, and you know a few others who are, are just not team players. Yeah, right. Um, and 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 just one, one last thing about going back to the midterms because I know there are going to be people that are going to be listening about you know really about the midterms. Right. Um, 
just remember that historically, Democrats were supposed to lose like 40, yeah. 50 <laughs> seats. Just remember that. So if my forecast is wrong and they don't pull it out and, you know, they, they end up losing and, you know, the Republicans end up with 219 or 220 or even 220, you know, two, whatever, just remember the Democrats did something that hasn't been done in a long yeah. time in, in, in terms of not getting their clocks clean. Yeah. Uh, in this, you know, and, and and that's what I think people need to realize because the media, the way that the media just, it just, it, it, and I don't like to attack the media because a lot of my friends are in the media, but they really did not, they just did a terrible job this time around. And they did not do their, their, their viewers and their list, listeners justice with their coverage of this election. Hmm. Yeah, I totally, yeah. I mean, we, we have... There is good and there is bad. And I think I agree with you that the Democrats are getting better. I know a couple of people had questions for you about, and I asked them, and I, you pretty much just FYI asked people to ask questions and throughout this website, or website, <laughs> throughout this podcast, um, you've pretty much answered them. I, I would say, you know, as far as mes messaging is concerned, I mean, you're kind of answering that too, in that we should really embrace our own party more. Democrats have a tendency to... Um, get in our own way. We complain so much. We're hurting cats, all the stuff we've heard before. And it's true that we should be a little bit more um, friendly to the people <laughs> who are not going to turn us into a fascist mm -hmm. country during election season and, and not be so, so many of us get, you know, it's, it's the gut reaction and it's the anger and it's the traditional ways of doing things. Everything is out the window. Now we have a new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to see the White House social media director is really fucking awesome. Uh, she's doing a fantastic mm -hmm. job. And I, you know, I, I know that you probably saw there were people a couple of weeks ago, all the big names on Twitter were at the White House. And, I, and it's something, you mm -hmm. know, Allison Gill was there, Brooklyn Dad Defiant, people who have massive platforms and, you know, the record, they were recognized by the White House. I would have said this. You guys need to get those influencers in here. And that's exactly what they did. And so I think we're moving in a direction where I, but, and here's the thing, this is my biggest beef with the Democrats is that they have not been laser focused on the state houses. Like the Republicans have been for decades with the Koch brothers, putting all their money and attention there. That's what we need to be doing moving forward. And I think that's, we, we saw in this election, state houses were flipped, Democrat. That's huge news. And I think what we need to do is come off of that and, and hit this cycle because we're always in an election cycle now, running and concentrating on local state, all the local state stuff, because that's where abortion is decided. That's where a lot of this, even like with marijuana, it's not legally, uh, it's not legal nationally, but, you know, in this state, you can smoke it and that state. You can, so it's like that's where you need to put your focus. So that's that's where I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, no, you're 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 absolutely correct. And I would just add to that that. Just not that, but they also need to start to focus on getting people and they do they're doing this, but they they, they need to do better at mm -hmm. this in terms of targeting people that will vote for you. Stop yeah. trying to convert folks yes. that don't have any interest right. in voting for you 
you know, like you said, things are different, and the way we do things now are differently, and things are just right now are hyper-partisan. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of hearing about, you know, we need to win these. No, we don't need to win these talks over. What no. we need to do is go to neighborhoods that are known for not coming out and mm-hmm. voting and start to get the, those, neighbor, yes. those neighborhoods out voting for us. Yes. Stop focusing on Florida and wasting money in Florida. I'm not saying we should abandon Florida, and I'm not saying that. Right. But the strategy in Florida has to be different. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, you know, if in a perfect world, I can sit down with folks um, at the, you know, the DNC or DCC or at the White House, whatever. You know, my thing I would say to them is, look, the first thing is we need to stop running candidates that don't fit districts or don't fit states and things like that. Um, and I know that's going to be a bit controversial for some folks, but it's the truth. Yeah. You know, Fetterman is an example of what I'm talking yeah. about. Fetterman yeah. was perfect for Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Whether you like him or not, Joe Manchin is perfect for his state. Yeah. You know, you you can't take a, a, a AOC right. her in Florida. Of yeah. course she's going to lose. Yeah. She's going to lose terribly. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she's Hispanic or not. Right. She's not the person for for, uh, for Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, I know folks love Beto, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm going to get some hate for this. I, I love Beto, and I, I don't want anyone to think like I'm a better hate, better hater. I, <laughs> I love Beto, and I think I even donated to him one cycle. But look at who's in Texas. Look yeah. at all those conservative, mm-hmm. centrist, cowboy boot-wearing dudes <laughs> out there. Beto is not their guy, you yeah. know. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like you know. You know, really far right dudes. I'm talking about, yeah. you know, men who would decide. You know, something. I'll, I'll vote for a Democrat if he, you know, if he, you know, fits what I'm looking right. for, and he, yeah. you know, skill, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, so to, in, in, in my opinion, you know, Beto, you know, he could win like a district. He can win certain things, and he has in in, in the past. But I, I just don't think, you know. Texas is ready for a battle. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't think that. And that's what I'm saying. I just think we need to be a bit more, you know, we, we have to be better at selecting candidates. Yeah. You know, we, we really do need to do that. Um, so that's it. I mean, and I'm, I'm sorry if I offended anyone, but I, <laughs> I really want Democrats to continue to do well each cycle. And they have been since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to, I just want to see some change. Mm-hmm in the way that we do things. That's all. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. And I mean, I think you make a good point about Beto and I, I, I love him too. I think he's great. And you know, that goes back to the Bill Clinton thing. Maybe if there was like a good old boy Democrat in there, I hate to say that because I'm a feminist and I think it should be, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way, but this is the country we live in and, and it's better to deal with reality than forcing in candidates that don't fit and will lose because it's really only about winning at this point we need to win in order to beat them so we need the right people to convince voters to to do their thing so i totally i agree and 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 i hope that people don't misunderstand you about beto because i you know i mean i guess he got close uh considering but not close enough he didn't win so we need we need to win Right, and I just want folks to to understand. I want to say this again. I love Beto. Like I said, I I'm pretty sure I donated to to Beto. I have you know amplified him. 
Um, I don't want anyone to think like, yeah. oh, you know, Boozy's, you know, he's right. Dead. No, not at all. I just think like if Beto was in another state, you know, Beto would be killing it right now. Yeah. Um, you know, he he would have definitely won if he was in another state. Yeah. I just think we have to be better at selecting candidates yeah. for the state that they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take Fetterman and you put Fetterman in another state, I can't right. think of a state right now. Yeah. He he he, he probably would have lost. Yeah. But he was perfect for Pennsylvania. for Pennsylvania. Yeah, he totally was. I totally so, and, agree and, with you. Yeah, right. And and that's why you know I don't I don't want no because you know how it goes. The trolls are like, oh, Boozy <laughs> was on the podcast and he was dissing better, and I'm and I'm not. So let's just clear this up for thirty times. I am not. I just say it's just sometimes we we love a person so much, and, yeah. and I think you actually said it best that we try to we try to make them fit into a place yeah. where the folks are just not ready for them. Yeah. And I think that's what's, what's happening with Beto. Well, you know, I'm glad that you're on the show. We talked about this the last time that you would be on for today. And talking to you makes me feel a little bit better. I can't promise you that I'm not going to be nervous, but I do feel a little bit better. So, um, <laughs> and your analysis is great. You know, I mean, you did help keep people a little bit more sane in a very, un, you know, it's very uncomfortable time. So, your voice is important and I'm grateful for it. And um, hopefully when I post this, there won't be drama like there was last time, but I don't care. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't blame well, you for I, the drama. Say, uh, listen, there's always drama that surrounds me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I attract drama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll just say, I'll just say, I'll just say this, that, um, and this is really to your listeners and the people who, who sent me DMs and they've, I mean, look, you guys have been great. Um, I've had folks that, that have sent me DMs and, and have said, like, you've kept me sane throughout this mm-hmm. process. Yeah. And that makes me feel great that, you know, like what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, this is something, you know, I tell people all the time, this is not my profession in terms of, right. um, you know, analyzing elections and forecasting. I mean, I should say analyzing data, for, excuse me, for elections and forecasting and things like that. Um, but I saw so many quote unquote experts just putting out BS that I knew was BS, Yeah. you know, looking at the cross tabs and polls and things of that nature. I'm just like, why do they, what, what is happening? Like they can't be this bad. And I just decided like, this is something I'm going to do every cycle to, to give a counter narrative to what's being the BS that's being put out there. And just this cycle, I just got really frustrated because I was seeing stuff that I knew was not accurate yeah. in the best scenario. And that whole red wave thing, and yeah, you know, I was getting attacked. I was getting mocked. I was actually, let me just say this one last thing before we go, Kim, because mm-hmm. this was also pissing me off. Uh, there was, I, I'm not going to call them out on the show, but there was, there's an individual that everyone knows that's been on TV. Behind the scenes, we have a mutual. Behind the scenes, was talking smack about me and you know my analysis before pre-election. Pre-election, they've actually shut the hell up now. But pre-election, they were talking junk. I said, "Oh, this guy don't know what he's talking about. He should stick to bots. You know, maybe he's better at that. But leave basically like leave the forecasting of, of elections right. to the pros and things right. of that nature." And you know, they were just like you know like 
Pennsylvania is going to be super, super close. And no, you know, the Democrats are not going to win. Nevada, they're not going to win. You know, things I was going to that basically I was saying was, mm-hmm. was you know, saying that's not going to happen. It's, it's just not going to happen. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And the individual that we both know, you know, approached him after the fact and was like, hey, you know, Boozy was pretty spot, you know, <laughs> spot on and all, you know, but, and, you know, basically like, oh, you know, beginner's luck or, you know, yeah. everyone gets lucky. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, you know, because they just can't give, give props. But the, the point the point I'm, I'm trying to say is there are a lot of folks out there who are making millions of dollars doing this stuff and they're terrible at it. And yeah. I'm going to say it right now. They've been terrible at it for a while. <laughs> and these outlets, no, no, it's true. Yeah. And these outlets keep going back to these folks. Like, look, no one gets everything right. And right. I said, and I, I own up to the stuff that I did wrong. Mm. And I said, I got Ohio wrong. And I explained why I got Ohio wrong. But I got a heck of a lot right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am proud of that because a lot of these predictions were done weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but it's okay to admit when you're wrong. Yes. Um, these folks, they get, yeah, they get this stuff wrong. Like they, they predicted this red wave and the Democrats are going to lose 40 seats. And, 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 and when the dust settles, the Republicans are going to have like 43 seats in the Senate. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. None of that happened. And then they, they moved on as if they didn't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. And not give anyone an explanation to how they got everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry for going on a rant about that, but I think it's important because if you're telling folks one thing is going to happen, and you know people get really anxious about elections now, and they're just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, the you know the, the Republicans are going to have control of the country, and what's going to happen? And you're giving folks false information, and then these things don't happen, and then you kind of like, okay, brush it off. Like, oh, I got it wrong. Maybe next time I'll get it right. No, that, like, this is, that's not the way the world works. And I just think, I think media outlets need to stop with certain individuals yeah. and stop amplifying them because they're bad at this. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. There's no accountability and there should be, <laughs> and there's no accountability and it's fucking infuriating because they got it wrong and they got everybody all freaked out and they're all wrong and they're going to do it again. They're fucking going to do it again. So just expect it. I don't know exactly how we can solve this, but uh, that's for another show. So, um, all right, before I let you go, I always, I always say this to everybody. Tell everybody where to find you. You can find me on Twitter at C-B-O-U-Z-Y um, or the website botsettle.com. Awesome. And of course, I'm author Kimberly on Twitter, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y, extra E at the end of my name. All my books are on Amazon. Christopher, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a joy to talk to you. Thank you for having me, Kim. Bye-bye.